Thank you for checking out the Missio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as he makes all things new. We are excited to pursue his heart for the greatest city on earth and the center of the city in this great neighborhood of Humble Park. I think that it may sound a little too weird. The word mystic only means that we are walking as people who, is, who are aware of the heart that God has for his people and aware of what God is doing constantly. In this world that we live in, we can thrive on what is not happening sometimes or what is the enemy is doing. The news is not really about the goodness of God. It's not really about joy, peace, love, kindness, which are fruit of the spirit. But it's more about the things that uh, catalytic converters being stolen in Humble Park or it's about crime happening somewhere or, you know what I mean? Nobody is really going into community groups to talk about usually the positive things that are happening. Um, but there's so much that God is doing. So my heart for this series is that we would be more attuned to what he's doing than what the enemy is doing, right? Because one thing that the enemy loves is attention. He loves when we are concentrating on what is going on at maybe a crime. I think that's a part of the reason when police show up at a crime scene, it's lights. It's just a big hoopla of, of the things that are going on because the enemy really loves our attention. In um, Proverbs 6, I think it says six things that God hates. And one of the things is feet that run to evil. So if we see fights or we see bad things that are happening and we run to them, we're feeding something that is not the spirit. We're not feeding the goodness upon the goodness of God, which is necessary for us to grow in the spirit. Even in our own lives, what things are, are more likely to hold our attention? What things are we more likely to share? We, I, this week I came to the realization, understanding how important it is to not gossip. And to me, gossip is passing on bad information about somebody else to somebody else that it doesn't have anything to do with them. And what that can do is even color your picture of who they are and who they're meant to be. We had a situation with our neighbor this week where that happened. And now we got some tension between us as neighbors. And we have to go really think and go, all right, what were we moving in in that instance? Were we moving in joy, peace, goodness, or were we not moving in that necessarily? That in order for us to thrive in a city that is so anxious and chaotic, especially when it's really nice outside, it seems like everybody loses their mind. Everybody forgets how to drive. Everybody forgets how to be courteous to one another. We're just all bumping up against each other. But this life of the Spirit has caused us, calls us to move counterculturally. That we are not running on the same tracks that everyone is. That we can walk in peace when it's chaotic. We can walk in joy when everything feels depressing and dark around us. That we can be kind when it's the last thing that we want to do. This is us actually drawing from a well that is infinite in nature and in scope. This is us beginning to become people of the Spirit and thriving 
and the Spirit. So this is going to be a Holy Spirit summer. We're talking about there's going to be some other voices of those who are going to be teaching in our body. Um, we're going to be having opportunities to go out and prayer walk, to do outreach, that sort of thing. But it's important for us to, to learn to walk with the Spirit and to listen to Him and to not listen only to our flesh. In Galatians 5, 16 through 25, we're going to be pulling from this passage a little bit, Galatians 5, during this series. Um, and in 16 through 25, if you want to turn, take a second to turn there, because I don't have it on the screen. So we're doing it old school now, baby. You can bring your paper Bible if you want. You can look it up in the Bible app. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to do so. You're going to know where all the scriptures are. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, if I just throw it up, then we may not even know. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. One of the most nervous times a pastor will ever have is trying to find a scripture in front of a congregation. You're like, I'm supposed to know where this is. <laughs> Habakkuk, where are you? <laughs> uh, so to avoid that, I just print it out in advance. So. <laughs> That's why I don't have a Bible here necessarily. So Galatians 5, 16 through 25, when you have it, say butter. All right, okay, a couple of butters in there. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, then you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Say keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. We get this sense in this passage that we are in a war. It may not seem like it, but it is our flesh that is fighting against the very spirit of God. The things that I want to do, I don't do. And things that I don't want to do are the things that I do do. Why? It's because the flesh is this insatiable fire. The more that we feed it, the more that it grows as is the same way with the Holy Spirit living inside of us. The more that we feed it, the more that it grows. And I'm here to ask the question is, what are you putting in your soil? That will determine what you grow. My grass is like 50 million colors right now. And I did some reading, and it's because my pH levels are off and my nitrogen levels are off. And I, I'm like, I didn't know it was, you had to do all this. I thought you just plant a seed and then it grows. It, I got to think about what's in the soil. I got to think about what nutrients I'm putting in it. Yes. 
how much more so do we expect fruit to come to our life? And we go, what nutrients are we putting into our lives? That when we accept Jesus in our heart, we immediately, whether we like it or not, become a people of the Spirit. Therefore, we need the nutrients of the Spirit. But there is this fight even between the law and freedom in Christ. Imagine for a second that you moved into a neighborhood and you had a neighbor and they came over and they said, we just want to, we're so happy you're here. This house has been empty forever. Here's this bunk cake. I don't know. <laughs> Here's a fruit cake or something just to show you that we're excited for you to be here. We're excited to start this relationship. And the first thing you said to them was, just give me the list of all the things that we need to do, and we'll get along just fine. They're asking for a relationship, one that is not based on a list, but we say, you know, just give me the list. Just let me know everything that I need to do, and we won't have any issues. I assume that those neighbors would go home a little bit disappointed knowing that they have now been asked for a law to relate. Think about that happening over hundreds and hundreds of years where God is going, let's have a relationship. And constantly, humans, everyone born is like, just give me the list. Just, you know, it's like your wife is sending you to the store. You're like, we're going we're gonna to make this meal, this, just give me the list. <laughs> and I still forget stuff. <laughs> She's like, you forgot this? I wrote it down and you forgot all this? I'm sorry, honey. I'm just, I'm too relational, I guess. <laughs> we just want the list. Jesus came to abolish the law so we wouldn't have a list anymore. But you know what? It becomes relational now. We have to learn to trust one another. We have to learn to love one another. We have to learn to forgive when we mess up. There is no longer this law that we are now under. That says, blessed, we're, now, we're not under the law that says, do not steal, do not kill, do not envy, do not covet. We're under a law now that says, blessed are those who hungered and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It is about who we are and who we are becoming, and not about what we don't do. In this life now, the Spirit becomes our greatest weapon. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you with a comforter, the very Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you into all truth. But you know what stands in the way of that happening? Our flesh. This fire that only wants more, it is insatiable. It has an appetite that is never satisfied. Ask anyone who has ever been addicted to drugs or addicted to pornography or addicted to whatever things there are out there. It wants more and more and more. And and you know what the final result of that is? It is death. Sin leading to death. And Jesus came so we wouldn't have to just repeat this cycle Oh, I feel bad about the stuff that was done. Okay, I feel okay now. All right, I feel bad again about the stuff that we're done. Jesus came in and took us away from that cycle. And in the beginning of Galatians, it says it was for freedom that Christ set us free. How did he set us free? 
from the cycle of sin and death. Being victim to our flesh. But now we get to walk in the freedom of the spirit. Knowing that our appetites do not honor us, but they put us into bondage. That when we are led by our flesh, I'm telling you, there are a lot of companies that are built simply on our sinful appetites. You ask about what are the companies that will are recession-proof? Alcohol, gambling, and now probably the marijuana industry are recession-proof. Why? Because they feed these insatiable appetites that will never be satisfied. Never be satisfied because we can only truly be satisfied by the Spirit of God. Violence is crazy that you can have a law in the Old Testament that was initiated by Moses and God be so serious about this law that he was going to kill Moses. Why was he going to kill Moses? Because Moses didn't circumcise his sons, which happens automatically most of the time here now unless you opt out of it. He was going to circumcise his sons and God He didn't, and God was so serious about it that he was going to kill the man who was supposed to help the children of Israel leave Egypt. He was going to kill him unless Zipporah circumcises their sons and said he is the bridegroom of blood to me. God was so serious about his law. And it's hard for us, I think, to kind of think that way, that you have a God who would institute a covenant with man And then be put in the awkward situation of having to punish man for breaking that covenant. Imagine that. You're a loving father, a heavenly father who loves his children. But now, because the children of Israel have begged for a covenant, we want a law just like everybody else. Give us a list of what we should do. And God is like, okay, I'm going to give you a list. But it means I have to punish you when you break the covenant. Wow. Talk about asking for a relationship and getting assigned the position of a cop. This is what Jesus came to abolish. That no longer are we slaves to flesh and slaves to the law, but we are now people who can walk in the spirit and taste of God's goodness forever. That we never again have to worry about death because of sin. We never again have to worry about us and our distance from God. That Jesus has closed all that. But yet and still, we still have an enemy who would love for our flesh to completely take over and convince us that maybe... In a roundabout kind of way, God really just wants us to feed our flesh and not the spirit. But there's true freedom walking with Jesus in the spirit. It's a freedom of adventure. It's not one of always trying to manage my appetite and stay away from certain things because, you know, they they do something to me have to be concerned about it. But when we turn our eyes towards the Spirit of God and turn our eyes towards what we put in our soil, 
then we begin to live by a spirit. It's hard because the spirit of God is very unpredictable. That we would discard our trust based partially on a predictability of something like lust. Sin is very predictable. You put this element and this element together, we know what's going to happen. Like, why do people go to bars and then are surprised what happened there? <laughs> it's like, you put adults there and you got alcohol and it's late at night. I don't, I don't know what happened. It was just crazy. It's wild, man. We have been creating these sort of recipes in life. But in order for us to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, there are some needs that our soil has. Watering. The watering of the Word. That we would have Scripture in our lives. And we're going to go through these over the course of this series. It's about seven to eight weeks. Here's some of the subjects that we're going to talk about. Freedom. We're going to talk about Sabbathing well. Ooh. In this city where we get credit for working hard, I want to know, how are you Sabbathing? How are you taking off a day, taking a few hours to do nothing? Because God can do so much in that time. I know it's hard. The way that I came to this realization is I looked at my PTO for the last year, and I had taken five days out of 15. And not that it's about me just doing nothing, but it is really about us doing nothing so God can take up and supernaturally move through our lives. We, we know That's our identity as Sabbath. Prayer, of course. Discipleship. How are we being sharpened by each other? Silence and slowness. In a city where everybody is zooming by, silence and slowness. Consecration. Walking in holiness before the Lord. Creativity and generosity. So this is how we're going to move through the summer in this rhythm of us embracing the spirit. And the whole goal is so that there would be fruit that comes from the soil of us being aware of God's heart wherever we go and whatever we do. That we would be able to meet with people and go, man, it seems like God is doing something in your life. That we would know to pray for others. Our flesh desires us to be inward turning. When I am anxious and inward turning, I'm like, oh God, something is going wrong now. Something is going wrong. Because by His Spirit, then we begin to bear fruit that helps others. We're keeping in spirit in step so we can keep our pace walking with the spirit the spirit and the flesh desire different things flesh desires immediate gratification the spirit yearns for God it yearns for him to be the one who fills us the freedom of our relationship with him without the consequences of sin and I love that fruit is unregulated. If fruit wasn't unregulated, I would have a real problem because I'm a little addicted to applesauce. I mean, I eat like, is it eating or drinking applesauce? I don't know. It's kind of both. 
but I eat or drink like three pounds a week. But I think that's probably why I don't get sick. But who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit is limitless. We are limited in our flesh because what we do is sin will lead to death. But the fruit of the Spirit is limitless. You ever heard anybody say, that person is too happy? You're like, you're really too peaceful. Anybody ever get pissed at somebody because they're too kind? It doesn't happen. It's like too much butter. It just doesn't happen. You got to turn that kindness down, buddy. You need to wait till something happens in your life. And you won't be so nice. So let us go on this adventure of the Spirit this summer. And keep your eyes open for uncommon fruit in your life. The uncommon joy, the uncommon love, the uncommon kindness that happens. And even if you just take a moment to acknowledge it and you move on through your day, we are practicing keeping in step with the very Spirit of God as we build our foundation upon the soil of who He is. You guys want to stand up? I promise you, we can't control where the Spirit leads us, but it's going to be good. I promise it's going to be good, because Jesus promised that it would be good. That's where our flesh leads us, eh, who knows how that's going to work out. But when we are led by His Spirit, I promise you, it's going to be a beautiful adventure that will have you tasting some amazing fruit. And we're just going to talk about that. This summer, ways to do that, ways to really pursue the heart of God. So put your hand on your heart. Father, I just thank you today that your spirit is one that leads us and guides us in every single way, Father. We ask that your grace and your mercy would let us be known as people who thrive in your spirit, that we are, we can be an urban mystic, Lord God, fully in the city, but fully given over and thriving in your spirit. And we thank you for that.